You can't stop the birds from flying over your head, but you can stop them from building a nest on your head. Welcome to Marriage Talk. I'm Sheldon. And I'm Valerie. And we want to say welcome and thank you for joining us. This week, we're going to be discussing assumptions and mm-hmm. how they can be really damaging to our relationships, especially our marriages. They can trap us in a, in a make-believe world of negativity, right. and we want to talk about ways we can ditch those assumptions <laughs> yeah. and lay out some healthier ways of navigating our thought lives. Yeah. Uh, you know what? I'm assuming this is going to be a great show. You're very clever. <laughs> Solid dad joke. You know, I've been working on those and and i think that was that's a top one right there definitely we're doing good hey but before jumping into assumptions uh let's talk some christmas treats i mean we've already had a few christmas parties already it has been fun what's your favorite christmas maybe i shouldn't say favorite what's a a Christmas treat you like. <laughs> You're struggling with that because you know I struggle with the word favorite because <laughs> I have a hard time choosing. That's right. I like a lot of treats. But um, the one that is like a go-to at Christmas, and it's ridiculous because it's not a very... I don't know. It's such a silly treat, but it's those confetti squares where you have the like multicolored marshmallows with like the butterscotch chips and the peanut butter. I don't know why I love those so much. Yeah. I just do. Yeah. No. See, the nice thing about liking those as your favorite is they're always available. (laughs) You know, not that many people. Nobody else likes them. Not that many people are taking (laughs) those. Okay, mister. What about you? Yeah. Mine would have to be those uh, chocolate peanut butter balls that you make. I just go wild over them i can sit on the on the uh, chair and just eat them until my stomach hurts yeah you can and do <laughs> do that <laughs> that's right and then i go oh i'm hurting and you're like why do you do this every year and i'm sure i'll do it again this year probably those by far are my favorite i can say favorite that like tops the list there you go um i do share them uh, you know sometimes i i was about to say i do struggle you get a little bit possessive of I them. Do <laughs> struggle i'm working on things in my life that would be one of those things oh, where it's like why why are all the chocolate uh, peanut butter balls already taken like yeah why not take those confetti squares people it, right uh, well and the problem is our kids love them too so that is they, true. they do go quickly yeah they're a family favorite uh, with us so those are some favorite christmas treats that we have but hey we are here today to talk about assumptions and I mean, reason why we keep talking about Christmas uh, at, at the start of it is every week we're one week closer to Christmas. <laughs> it's the countdown. As we are here again. And you know what? For some, Christmas can be really exciting. It, but for others, you know what? It also might might bring some, some dread and, and some angst. Yeah, hopefully also some joy and some of that excitement true. that you mentioned. <laughs> true, true. Uh, but, I, you know, I also, I think the holidays in general, though, it, it can bring a lot of emotions and then potentially assumptions along with that. That's true. Now, we do hope that for most of us that, that, that the Christmas season, it really reminds us of God's greatest gift, mm. sending his son, right. Jesus, to bring the way of salvation to us. Right. And, and we love reading the Christmas story every year and not losing the fact of what we really are celebrating at this time of year. But in saying that, 
We also know that Christmas usually comes with, you know, lots of parties, uh, get-togethers, and with that comes people. Right. <laughs> and, and then there's the hustle and the bustle. And in all of that, we might have this tendency to start making assumptions, to, to start making guesses about other people's motives, other people's feelings, and their judgments. Right, like... <gasps> What did that look mean? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, oh my goodness, my mother-in-law must think I'm a terrible cook and that's why she offered to cook this year. Right. Or they didn't respond to my invitation. They must be mad at me. <laughs> yes, that must be the reason. Right. And on and on the stories go in our head. Now, marriage, just like Christmas, is also full of potential opportunities to make assumptions about our spouse's thoughts, their feelings, and really their motivations. It's true. And we we read an article on assumptions from Psychology Today, and they had four common and really damaging assumptions Mm -hmm. that are really common uh, Mm -hmm. in between couples that they make about their relationships. Mm -hmm. Um, So one of them was, if you love me, you'll know what I'm thinking, (laughs) right? (laughs) Right? The whole mind reading thing. Yeah. We'd be happier if our sex life was better. That common lie that, Mm. you know what, sex fixes everything. Right, right. If you just do X or Y, everything would work out, (laughs) right? The typical blaming, the problem is all on you. Right. And the other one was, you should put me first. Yeah, <laughs> that no. very selfish <laughs> right. kind of focus. Yeah, I think all four of those are some very dangerous assumptions that we can make in our relationships. Yeah, and in our marriage, we've had lots of hurts and frustrations mm. over assumptions about each other's thoughts and feelings and motives. Mm-hmm. A big one for us was assumptions over how we communicate. <laughs> yeah, it might come to a surprise to everyone, but I'm a high verbal <laughs> uh, external <laughs> processor. I have lots of words and they come out fast and furious and, and not furious, but can come out quickly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I'm I'm a low verbal internal processor. I use less words yeah. and I take time to formulate what I want to say. I need time to process. Right. And so we would be in a conversation. I assumed you were either ignoring me, judging me, or or that you Really, you just didn't want to talk to me because you didn't instantly have words to say (laughs) after I would say something. Yeah, and I assumed that you didn't care what I had to say because you talked so much that it gave no space for me to say anything. (laughs) (laughs) And so until we cleared up our assumptions about one another and learned some new tools, we were really frustrated with each other. Mm -hmm. So now when I'm talking, or sorry, when I'm thinking, I'll say... I'm processing. Yeah, which I I have to say, this really helps me to know that you heard what I said. I can stop sharing (laughs) all of my words and then I can just wait for your response. These two words, like I'm processing, it takes away all that that angst that builds up inside of me as I'm waiting for you to share. This has been so helpful in our communication and I think I've also learned how to talk a little less uh, over over the years. <laughs> it's true. We both improved. I've learned how to talk a little more. Right, right. Yeah. But here's the problem with assuming. It's really a form of passiveness. Mm. It doesn't require any real effort or action because it's made up in our heads. Mm. It's not based on facts. 
And unless we fact check our story, it can lead us to some really unhealthy places. Right. And and then really making assumptions, it really takes away our spouse's chance to share their perspective or or their side of the story. Right. I mean, they don't even get a chance to explain themselves, which then can leave them feeling unheard or unvalued, at times not even seen because, you know what, we wrote the story on our own, in our own heads, sometimes without proof. And often these assumptions that aren't if we really stop and boil it down, these assumptions that can really be tied to our own insecurities. It's true. And actually, Psychology Today also said that making assumptions is actually considered a cognitive distortion. Mm. And it can lead to depression, anxiety, worry, anger, aggression, mm. and blaming. Yeah. For example, and and this one I'm I'm not very proud of, but here we are sharing a little piece of our story to all of our listeners because we want to be real. But going back to our communication pattern, before we learned the new phrase, I'm processing, I would get angry and I would respond harshly or loudly because I assumed that you just didn't care, which wasn't true at all in, in our communications. It, it, yeah, that's true. Um, psychology Today, they also said that assumptions are irrational beliefs. <laughs> and over time, that that can become habitual. Yeah, no, that, that's so true. And, and until we figured this out, our assumptions were just really our status quo beliefs in our own heads. Yeah, they were our habits. Yeah. <laughs> but they also said that by changing our thinking, we can break free from this jumping to conclusions mm. habit. Mm -hmm. so they said that one of the reasons people do this is because we want a resolution to a confusing, unresolved situation. Mm. So we just kind of make up the ending so that we feel like it's resolved. It, it feels like we have closure mm -hmm. to the situation. Mm -hmm. And then they went on to list a few questions that can really help us determine really if we're doing this. They had questions like, do you notice yourself overthinking situations? This would be us dwelling on an interaction for hours or days to try to figure out what they really meant. Yeah, another question we can ask ourselves are, is, am I preoccupied with rerunning situations in my head, mm. trying to remember every little detail and what that could have really meant? <laughs> right, or, or do we notice ourselves engaging in, in this mental chess game and, ah, oh, man, I can raise my hands here because I can catch myself doing this sometimes. You know, the whole, like, if, if I say this, then they'll say that, and, and then I'll say this, and on and on I can go, which now I've just learned to say to myself, stop writing the story. Mm -hmm. Stop writing the story before it is written. And this has really helped me to, to when I enter into that mental chess game, it's really helped me to just not only put down the pieces, but like clear the board <laughs> and just be able to move on and not get stuck in, in this ongoing conversation in, in my own head and trying to play it out and, and guess yeah, as it so goes. Good. And this really then brings us into what we also want to talk about here today and transition into ways that we can ditch the assumptions. Because unfortunately, this may be a pattern that we have 
And so again, we don't want to just say that this is something that that we have and list off this this article, but let's talk about ways that we can ditch these assumptions. Yeah, and I think really the first thing that we need to do is to check our facts. Mm. Look at the evidence. What do we know to be true? And what are the things that we're just kind of guessing at, mm-hmm. right? It can help to bring things into the light, to voice our assumptions with our spouse or the person that, that right. we're assuming about, right. right? Sometimes we let these assumptions just kind of stew in our minds and then they become larger than life. Mm-hmm. And then we voice them finally and realize how unrealistic and off base they were. We misunderstood something or we misread something. Now, there could be the possibility that we might be onto Mm. something. (laughs) But at least if we voice our concern and we give our spouse or the other person a chance to share their side of it, then we can deal with it rather right. than just letting it stew. Right. So we need to have some healthy conversations. We do. Moving, honest conversations. Honest, yeah, honest conversations. And then that really brings us to the next step, which is with that person or with our spouse to problem solve. For us to deal with the issue or the situation that we are making assumptions about if there is, in fact, an issue that we need to deal with. Right. So, you know what? Because sometimes, sometimes it's a relational issue. Uh, and other times it's really just a, a, a me issue. Sometimes it's a we issue and we need to solve this and we need to talk about it. Other times it really is just a, a me issue, a problem that I have, an insecurity, oversensitivity. Uh, maybe I have selfishness that I really need to work through. And, and even with that, we encourage after you work through that to have a conversation with your spouse or, or with the person about that and about these assumptions that you had. Uh, I mean, actually, this reminds me of our very first podcast that we talked about where I I process really pride that was right. happening in my life. And I was actually making negative assumptions about things that uh, were happening where in fact it was just that pride that I had to deal with. Um, And so if you haven't listened to it, there is a a great podcast to really lay out what we're sharing. Yeah, it's a perfect example of kind of what we're talking about, these assumptions. (laughs) Yeah, for sure, for sure. Now, it it also could be that we do in fact have a legitimate Mm. concern. And it's something that maybe you did that was wrong and we need to talk about it. And so that means I need to bring it up to you, right? Mm. But unless we have that conversation about what we're perceiving, we're not going to know for sure. We don't have all the facts. Mm -hmm. And so we're not saying that you should ignore your assumptions, Mm. but rather that we need to challenge them to see if they're true. Mm -hmm. And so after, you know what, making the plan to deal with our assumptions, next would be to carry out the plan, which hopefully (laughs) will begin to develop some new habits in our life. We have to have some resilience to assumptions, a filter, an awareness so that we don't fall into that temptation. Uh, We always say this, and and we use this in different examples in our marriage or as we're talking with people, but here's a great one, a phrase that we want to pass on is, Take the guessing game yeah. out. Um, train ourselves to ask clarifying questions. Uh, ask our spouse, can you help me understand? Or what do you mean by that? Um, I hear you saying this. Is that correct? 
Um, these are some really great questions that can really help us fact check. Yeah. Uh, fact check those assumptions that may be happening and then be prepared to listen, to understand, uh, to stick to the facts, to hear our spouse, to address insecurities uh, that may be happening, expose some lies that are tied to them. And if we are insecure because we feel like we don't have the skill to do something, then let's work at getting that skill or, you know what, even just identifying it so our spouse knows like this is the struggle that's going on inside of me. And if we're able to, let's learn how to step out of our comfort zone, <laughs> risk being bad. I know that's crazy, right? But but risk being bad yeah. at something or at least being bad for a little bit until you can learn to get good at it. It's so true. And you know what? All that that you just said, it really does require humility. Mm. It requires a willingness to say, you know what? I was wrong. Mm. Or, you know what? Maybe I need to learn better communication skills. But that takes humility. But our marriages, I think it's um, Drs. Les and Leslie Parrott, they say that our, our marriages are only as healthy and as happy as we make them. Mm. And so if we want a healthy and happy marriage, we have to be making those investments to do the things to make ourselves healthy and happy as well. Mm -hmm. Uh, Going back to the insecurities, for me, actually, (laughs) doing this podcast was a huge point of insecurity. I had quite the story in my head when we mm. were talking about the possibility yeah. of launching a podcast. Yeah. I honestly, I was terrified that everyone who would listen would think that I am just a fool who doesn't know anything. And mm. you know, the well, who does she think she is talking about marriage and relationships and, yeah. and on and on that story went until I took those fears, those insecurities, and I took them to God. And, mm. and I laid them at his feet. I talked to you about it. Mm-hmm. And we had some good conversations. I had to evaluate what was true mm-hmm. and what was a lie. Mm-hmm. And I had to be okay with the fact that, yes, some people might not like me or the podcast, mm. but that's okay. That does mm. not need to destroy me or stop me from doing the work that God has asked me to do. Yeah. Yeah. And, and with that, I just have a question for you because those were some how do I say this, but some really honest conversations that we had about processing whether we were going to step into this realm and and launch a podcast. And as you were processing those thoughts and we had these conversations, I guess what helped you in terms of of, of those conversations, what helped you to feel safe enough to be able to come and and share these uh, stories that you were writing in your head? Because I think in relationships, we need to have a space where we feel safe. And so was there anything that you could share with a listener that could help them or that they could share with their spouse in terms of this is what would help make it feel safe? I think at the point that we're at in our relationship, we have built trust that mm. I know I can come to you and it's going to be received, that you're mm. going to hear me, that you're going to um, help me process it. And mm. so we have that history. Mm-hmm. But if it's somebody who maybe doesn't have that yet, I think the first step is being really vulnerable right. um, with our spouse and saying, you know what, there's something I want to share with you that I'm really struggling about and I feel very insecure. I feel mm. afraid to talk about it. And so um, I would really appreciate it if you could be 
um, very gentle, um, mm. if you could hear me out, you know, that kind of thing to just yeah. say that up front. Cause again, if we don't, we're assuming our spouse is going to know everything we're saying. Mm. We're assuming our spouse is going to be able to receive this new, probably unexpected information yep. Yep. well, right? But if we can get ahead of that and lay out some, some groundwork ahead of time, mm-hmm. it can really help set the tone for that conversation. Mm-hmm. If you're in a process or in a stage where you're building that kind of trust right, right. in yeah. a conversation with your spouse. Right. And I think the other side of it too, and this is something that I've worked on in my own life in as we built this trust to have these conversations is to not correct you or to say like, that's a crazy, irrational, like, why would you think that? Right. Right. Like, okay, versus just, oh, wow, that that's really hard to be uh, processing. How can I help you process that? Or, um, right, like not to put you down. Yeah, and sometimes you do have to speak the truth because sometimes our fears are irrational. That's right, that's right. But to not do it in a demeaning way. True, yeah, because there were times where I was... I did say things like, like, that's not true. Yeah. People aren't going to say that. And I had examples in, in other ways that I was able to share that. Right. And so I was able to kind of speak truth, but in, in kindness, in gentleness and, and, and processing. Thank you. I just wanted to ask it. But yeah. this, uh, as you're sharing that story, it reminds me of, uh, of the Max Lucado. I think we share Max Lucado books. Oh, we love his children's books. We do. And this is one of his children's books. It's called uh, You Are Special. And in the book, the people give each other gray dots and gold dots for things that they do and even things that they don't do. (laughs) And the main character who has a lot of gray dots, and those are the things when those are the dots that you don't want. Yeah, you've done something wrong, you've messed up, or even you've got too many gray dots, so I'm going to give you another gray dot. (laughs) That's right. That's right. And uh, um, that's the main character. And the main character meets this girl who has no dots and no stars on her at all. And the main character says, uh, or or sorry, and, and the girl says, it's because she spends time with her maker. What a beautiful picture for us. Uh, I mean, this, the story is really laying out that the more time that we spend with God personally, the more time we spend listening to what He says about us, the more time that we put our value and our worth into what God says, the less things stick to us. And then we care more about what He says about us. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it is beautiful. And it really helps us to let go of those insecurities. Mm -hmm. Uh, And again, that doesn't mean that we don't have to be growing as a person, Mm -hmm. but we don't need to stay stuck in the shame of, of, insecurities or what we're assuming other people are thinking Mm -hmm. about us. Mm -hmm. I I really love that book. (laughs) And, uh, And as we are more and more secure in our identity, we are less susceptible to making those assumptions, to Mm. filling in the blanks with negative thoughts Mm -hmm. in the story that's going on in our heads. Mm -hmm. We can either just let it go, let it run off our back, kind of like water off a duck, Mm -hmm. or we can have the honest conversation to get the facts. Mm. And we can be humble enough to admit when we're wrong and then to go and make it right. Right. And something else that can help us avoid assumptions is to not be easily offended. 
you know, rather than jumping to a conclusion and getting defensive, we can just stay curious and ask some clarifying questions like we just shared a few minutes ago. Because it's so easy to spiral out of control because of a look or a glance, a word or, or a tone that's shared. Yeah, or it's easy to stay in our comfort zone because we mm. hear a voice telling us that we're just going to fail. We're going to be rejected or disappointed or whatever it is. But again, those are assumptions that are tied to insecurities right. that are talking. Right. And so asking ourselves, is what I'm thinking and feeling true? Our thoughts and feelings are, they're not always true. <laughs> <It's> true. <laughs> <laughs> we should view our feelings really as indicators, not, not, not the facts. Kind of like a, a dashboard on a car. If a light goes off, we need to investigate. We're not saying here to ignore our feelings, but we do need to evaluate them and really their validity. Yeah, and and our thoughts sometimes, they can be crazy, <laughs> yeah. right? Random thoughts pop into our heads. And we, we just cannot take each and every one seriously as if it was a fact. Right. I love the bird analogy when it comes to this, and I don't remember who said it, but the saying goes, You can't stop the birds from flying over your head, but you can stop them from building a nest on your head. (laughs) And so we don't need to entertain every thought that comes our way. We can can shoo them away. Yeah, right. That's such a great analogy. I I love that one. And I also love really what the Bible says in Philippians chapter 4, verse 8. I mean, the Bible actually gives us a filter to process our thoughts. It says, whatever is true. Whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things. I mean, just think about like filtering our thoughts, filtering our assumptions through a list like that. I just believe it can really help us from falling into the trap of making assumptions and living in a world that we're making up in our heads. And I believe this because it's worked in my life. When when things have happened or going back even to the uh, the first episode where I talk about pride, I use this filter. And I, I don't remember if I shared that on that podcast or not, but I do say to myself, what is true? Yeah. Well, the part that's true is that I know you're on my team. I know that you have the best interest for our family, for our marriage, for our kids. I know that's true. And so when I face different things or when I start to write the story in my head, to play that mental chess game, ah, when I when I run it through this filter, I'll tell you, it's really easy again to clear that board mm. and move on and, and just walk in this wholeness and, and or have conversations with you. Yeah. Because I, then I need to clarify of like, was that true? Like, did you mean it like that? And it's like, no, I didn't. Or it's like, or I misunderstood. Like, I'm just saying I've, I've applied this verse to my life and what a difference it's made. Yeah, it's so good. In our conversations and oh, for me too. in my mind. Yeah. Yeah, it's it makes a huge difference. I actually have a bit of a conversation in my head where I'm like, well, I feel offended. Was that true? Or am I just being overly sensitive? Mm, right. right? And it's just so helpful to let go of that angst and the the negative assumptions yeah. that, that just pop in. Yeah. Well, it's interesting because it's like, here's this whole list that we can run through. 
I usually stop at the first one, <laughs> what is true? And I'm like, that's not true. Yeah. Like I actually barely make it through all of it. Or then I start jumping to the end of like, well, what is excellent? And start thinking of those things. But it, it's quite funny that the list we just shared for me, I barely make it past the first question. <laughs> well, and sometimes it is true, but it's still difficult. That's true. And, right. and you know, maybe it is an, uh, an assumption. Right. And we confirm it. And yes, it is true, and we have to deal with it. Right. There is that side as well, but at least then we're dealing with it. Right. We're not sweeping things under the rug, yep. silently building resentment and bitterness, yep. and all these negative thoughts in our heads versus actually dealing right. with stuff yeah. as it comes our way. Yeah, which isn't always easy. No. You know, and, and we've we've had to learn how to process that, how to deal with it. But we've also, our marriage has also grown because we've stopped sweeping things under the rug. Yes. Um, yeah. And we've learned how to have those really hard, honest conversations. Yeah, in a healthy feel, way. In a healthy way. So then it's it's not so hard, right? Mm-hmm. When we can lay down our pride and be humble and have those conversations in a positive way, it's yep. so much easier. Yep. yep. Yeah. So you know what? Those are some of our thoughts on assumptions. Yeah. But what about you? How does that resonate with you? How have assumptions played a role in in your life, in your marriage, or even other relationships that are in your life? And is there something that you need to do to deal with assumptions in your life? Such great questions. Hey, thanks again for joining us, and we will talk to you next week. Bye. Bye.